Do you have a friend who is trying to convince you that the, the moon landing was staged and filmed in a studio? Or that 9-11 was an inside job? Or that 5G caused coronavirus? Conspiracy theories, they're once thought to be uh, words only spoken by the nutters with foil hats. But they're becoming more and more prominent in Australia. And COVID-19 has turned them from something weird you found on the internet to a public health issue that affects social distancing and vaccine rollouts. So why exactly do people believe in conspiracy theories? Why do they feel the need to connect the dots and even when it's seemingly ridiculous or completely implausible? Dr. Jay Lukens is an author and psychology consultant. Good morning. Good morning, John I. Got to ask, why do conspiracy, or how do conspiracy theories come about? Well, look, they come about for a range of reasons. And when we look at it in a time like this, we're really not surprised when we see them because we know that particularly during periods, periods of crisis and uncertainty, it's, people are drawn to conspiracy theories. Um, so it, we'd actually probably like, we'd probably expect to see more of them now than, than during calmer times because I think what happens for people is our brain naturally tries to make connections about what's going on in our lives and in our world and we like stories and we like explanations and we don't like mysteries in our own life that much. We might like mysteries on TV or on the movies but not, not in our own lives. So for some people what it does is it makes sense of things that don't make sense and, and what people do is they connect the dots where the evidence isn't really apparent. So, um, But it's a way of, I guess, finding calm amongst the chaos. And do you think... Well, would you say that social media in particular, with people getting on there and just making a, a joke post about a particular thing, saying something that's completely ridiculous and meant to be taken as a joke, and people just take it as being gospel, do you think that is contributing to the rise in the number of conspiracy theories at the moment? Yeah, definitely. I think that it does. And, and misinformation can then sometimes lead to truth. You know, people... It. And, and, I, and I know we know we all know we're supposed to be quite savvy and discerning when it comes to our diet of social media and and so forth. But sometimes it's hard to know if an image looks convincing. You know, that I, I know that that discussion was happening amongst cyclists recently in, in terms of um, restrictions around that. Should you be more than 1.5 metres and all these sorts of things? And then all of a sudden there were these images of dots. And, and, and how far things would spread and is it different on a bike and all the rest of it. And, and without getting too much into the syntax of that, people are drawn to that. And, and even though we know that social media, there's much there that isn't true, if it looks convincing, we'll believe it. And, it, and if we want to believe it too, um, it will be even more convincing for us. So why are they so persistent? The conspiracy, the conspiracy theories. theories. Yeah, look, I think, I think it's a lot about trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. So even if you go further back, and like you said in your introduction, you know, the moon landing, you know, speculations to whether or not that happened, um, the shooting of JFK, you know, if, if we go back to world events, they're unsettling for us. And, and, and if we can't really make sense of them, we want to. And, and particularly with this pandemic, this is, you know, our first real experience of a worldwide event in living memory for most of us. That we're just we're just trying to understand it, and so people will be drawn to things that aren't necessarily true. And like you said, the five G towers and all, and all of these sorts of things. And, and people aren't always able to filter through the science or the evidence, so they'll they'll take it on on opinion of of, of others or a trusted person. 
it's just amazing to think to think that these can come about and i was reading the other day that uh it's even though a, a myth or a, some sort of conspiracy theory can be completely debunked it actually gains more traction and becomes more persistent and people believe it more even though it's been proven to be wrong why do you think that could be yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because then people have a conspiracy about the conspiracy theory because they think that you're trying to hide the truth from them. So you're, you're right that if, if we embed something as information um, in our understanding, it can become really tricky to to believe it to not be true. So that even even in those instances, like you say, where they are debunked, um, it actually can make it... It's, it's counterintuitive, but we know humans are so prone to bias um, that we're probably not surprised when we find that people do this. And, and you know, th- this is, I guess, with coronavirus itself and COVID-19, is because this is such a new thing and our scientists are trying to keep up with all that they're finding out about this particular virus. Their knowledge is changing as well. So people can get quite suspicious around things. And we do know that there are some personalities, um, personality characteristics of people that can make you more vulnerable to believing in a conspiracy theory as well. And do you think that our natural curiosity as humans is, uh, and this bulk of information overload, us, I should really be saying, of information is uh, fueling us to be able to find and want that need for our questioning, but also to, to, to get an answer. Do you think that could be why we are connecting these dots and regardless of how far-fetched it, it actually is? Yeah, I, th- I think that we do, because even when it might seemingly be in the cold light of day to be a, a, a ridiculous idea or whatever it is, if we can find meaning and motivation when there wasn't one, then there's a degree to which that comforts us. Even if even if we think that it's, you know, um, you know, it's something that, say, let's go back to JFK and that it was all a conspiracy and all these sorts of things, it ma- then it makes sense to us. And, and I think one of the things that humans typically struggle with is when life feels out of control and unpredictable. And what a conspiracy theory does is it does two things. It helps to make sense of meaning of it. And chances are there's somebody else that believes it too. So it kind of, there's a unity that comes with that as well. So, um, and it, you know, it's a, it, you know some, sometimes these things are quite, um, uh, uh, what's the way to put it, they're quite dramatic. And so sometimes people get drawn to that drama that comes with it as well. And then some people just like believing something different to somebody else. You're listening to ABC North Queensland. It's a quarter to 11 and my guest this morning is Dr. Jo Luke and she's an author and a psychology consultant. We're talking about why people and how people believe conspiracy theories and what leads them to believe them. Dr. Jo, what is actually happening inside of our heads when we do hear these conspiracy theories? Well, I guess the first thing that we do is, we're try- we're, like I said, we're, we're striving to understand what's going on in our world and we're trying to make meaning of it. So we, we really try, what we're trying to do is say, well, is this feasible? Um, and, um, you know, these conspiracy theories can be quite hard for us to fight them. It's hard to, you know, convince somebody that something's not a conspiracy if that's what they formed that opinion on. Like you said before, people get quite burned in their thinking about this and then it's often difficult to shift. The other thing that's quite challenging as well is that if someone is gets on board with a conspiracy theory, it's, it's probably not just one. But we know that people who are open to the ideas of the conspiracy theories might have multiple conspiracies going on in their mind about things that are plausible. So then, of course, 
that effect becomes contagious and all you need is a few people on the internet to agree with you and that reaffirms your belief. And what really drives a conspiracy theory to take traction? Um, well, well it's, it's the connection of the dots, but it's, but it's also about that it, it provides some sort of, uh, if you like, plausible in the mind of the person hearing it, explanation for what it is that's going on. And does it create some form of uh, making us feel special, so to speak, for satisfaction when we do uh, believe a conspiracy theory? Yeah, it gives us comfort. So it, it, even though whatever it is might be, you know, not a pleasant thing or whatever, you know, terrifying. Things terrifying or whatever it is, but there is some satisfaction in knowing that there's a reason for it. What we really do as humans, and if you think about most of us in most of our lives, you know, we might hear a story on the news. Um, so, for example, you know, there was this, that very sad um, case of someone passing away yesterday in Queensland, and mm-hmm. then you instantly you want to know why. So what, what happens is that humans have this incredible need to understand why things happen. Because if we don't understand why things happen, then it makes us very uncomfortable. So we obviously need to understand it in this particular instance because of the health issues. And that's one of the, the challenges that we see with the conspiracy theories around COVID-19 is unlike the moon landing, you know, if you believe it, no, I don't believe it then it really doesn't matter in terms of my day-to-day. But if I think there's conspiracy theories around about COVID-19 and then, I, you know, let's say I've, I've, I've decided in my own mind that it's not a real thing, say, then that's going to change my behaviour in a way. It's going to put me um, and put other people in a vulnerable situation because I may not practise physical distancing and those sorts of things. So that's one of the concerns around the conspiracy theories in present days. We want to make sure that people's beliefs don't then put them in a position where they're behaving in a way that's unsafe. Author and psychology consultant, Dr. Joe Lucas. This morning I have been asking uh, everyone here on ABC North Queensland what songs remind them the most of the footy. You've worked quite a lot with the Cowboys. What song comes to mind when, when you yeah. think about the footy? Oh, uh, it, well, it's one of my favourite songs, actually. And this is a song, this will actually date me because I've been using this song with players for years because I work a lot with players about being in the moment and and, you know, focusing on the job at hand. So I, I can't go past Fat Boy Slim right here, right now. So that's always the song that I talk to them about. Some of them go, what's wrong? They don't know what I'm talking about, but most players do know that's that one. So that's the song that triggers it for me. Okay, I'll have to see if I can find that one in the system. Dr J, looking forward to catching <laughs> up with you. a long way back. <laughs> Might have to dive into the Triple J archives, I think. That's right. <laughs> Thank that's you. Right. Looking forward to catching up with you in a fortnight's time. Thanks very much. And go the Cowboys. Go the Cowboys. It's 10 minutes to 11.